This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I'm going to share what could be considered some failings in a relationship that I have with one of my clients. And I share it because there's such a great opportunity to simply ask the question so that you can gain clarity. And by gaining that clarity, the path to rapid success can very easily be reopened. So as you know, I'm the owner of the Delta Enhancement Group. Um, You can find me at www.growwithdelta.com. And I have a client that I've been working with for a year. And this client has experienced a good level of success considering what I'm about to talk about. And by good, I mean, it's a business that's been around for the better part of a decade, and it experienced north of 20% growth last year. For most people, that would be very good. Now, from the position that I sit in, being able to, instead of being in the day-to-day of an organization, but in that elevated position, if you will, where I can see the business from a wider scope, I know that we left maybe... Four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars in additional profit on the table. Now, notice I didn't say that we left additional revenue, additional top line. We left about a half a million dollars in additional profit on the table. And if you would like to add even an additional six figures to your bottom line by the end of the year, this episode will give you some of the parts and pieces that I noticed that you can start to have some cognizance of to help make that shift for yourself. So why do I say that I know this to be true? Well, there's some simple facts in life. Depending on what your deliverable is, what your company produces, is going to shift the top line number a little bit. But let's assume that you're doing less than $5 million, maybe seven if it's a high ticket item, and that you're bringing home somewhere between two hundred fifty dollars and $750,000 a year, just to level set roughly where you would be, if we call it a half a million dollar a year client, that's not somebody that you'd think would be terribly upset. But what I know is at that level, you're roughly capping out at the individual influence, individual talent level, meaning you've grown that business in a large part on your own back. 
and for this client, that that is also true. Uh, massive success, but it's come at the cost of 80-hour, 90-hour weeks and being booked with clients from 8 in the morning till 5 o'clock at night with additional documentation and the behind the scenes of the business work usually wrapping up somewhere around nine o'clock at night. And if that's you, understand that I've been there too, and I'm not besmirching that in any stretch. I'm just simply acknowledging the fact of that existence. And for many people, being in that position and bringing home half a million dollars a year would be really good. I mean, that's a fair trade to a lot of people. But from where I sit, I can see where a couple of strategic shifts in staffing, a refocus on a couple of the offerings that they have that have a lower time cost for deliverability as well as a higher profit margin could make a pretty substantive shift in how that business looks and through a couple other parts and pieces that are more industry specific, but honestly, simply fall down to uh, standardization of operating procedures and delegation. This individual within 12 months could, instead of being at a take home of half a million dollars, be well into the seven figure range. And maybe that's not your goal. And that's fine. And I understand and I accept that. But if we were to scale that back, let's say you're the typical entrepreneur that you're doing, let's call it a million, million five, 25% profit margin. So you're bringing home a quarter million dollars a year. If we could take that quarter million dollars a year and bump it to $400,000 within 12 to 16 months, I find it hard to believe that that would be a negative in most people's eyes, especially given at the end of that period, you would be working less hours to get that increased result. You see, the dirty secret in life, and it took me a long time to learn this, is more isn't better. Better is better. And what do you mean by that? So in my experience as a business owner, I did the work 100 hours a week thing. I did because at that time in my life, I didn't have another option. I didn't know a better way and I didn't have the resources to deleverage my time. It was a horribly ironic thing because in the military, one of the best things I was able to do was delegate, supervise, optimize, and really bring up the people below me to be able to do my job at what I would call an 85, 90% level. They couldn't do everything exactly as well as I could, but they could do it well enough where I was comfortable with them handling that part of the operation so that I could focus on the bigger strategic picture. And inside of business, it's not much different. If you're somebody like my stepdad was or my dad, uh, my stepdad was a builder, my dad is a mechanic. If you're the owner of the business and you're still swinging a hammer, turning a wrench, 
um, sitting down with a patient, there's immediately going to be an area of opportunity that we can exploit inside of your business where we can replicate your effort and deleverage you from the hands-on to be more focused on the strategic vision as well. And I've talked about it in this episode previously where my dad, when I was in high school, I worked at his automotive shop. Now, I understood computers, processes, programs, things of that nature. My dad, that's not his zone of genius. His zone of genius is the hands-on application of things, mechanically inclined to a high degree. So when I was 17 years old, I saw him struggling in the office to operate his laptop. And he asked me to change out the alternator on a Ford Taurus. Now, for those of you that haven't worked on cars before, the alternator is what makes all the lights stay on. It makes all the cool features, the climate controls, the navigation, all of those parts and pieces operate because of the alternator. Because eventually a battery, just like inside of any of your portable devices, they're going to run out eventually. So the alternator basically keeps them charged. It used to be called a generator. Um, Now they're called alternators because they work on different currents. Geeky thing. But in general, that's the power plant for your car. And at 17 years old, I could tell you approximately nothing about what that part looked like. I understood that there was one, but I couldn't tell you the first step in removal. And this is, God, I'm going to date myself, but it's not pre-internet, but let's just say that um, mobile phones didn't really exist. And if they did, they were the size of a football and you couldn't pull up Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo or anything like that on it. There's no YouTube to figure out how to do it. You just had to figure it out. And I had an insight in that moment. My dad is a very skilled mechanic. He's not a very skilled business operator. So I asked him, like, Dad, why don't you have me operate the business and you do what you know so well? Inherently, what I was looking at was the right person in the right seat something I still do to this day with my clients. Like, hey, your zone of genius is this part of operations. Why don't we have you do that and I can fix and streamline the higher-end functions of the business? And that was me at 17 realizing that in this particular instance, maybe it makes more sense for me to take on the chief operations officer role. And my dad would essentially go back to working with his other mechanics. Now, from where I sit today, I wasn't wrong about the right seat for the job. But what I realized is what my dad actually needed was another mechanic and somebody to help streamline his operations. You see, in so many businesses, That is the issue is the person that owns the business got to that position because they were elite and skilled at the trade that they are doing, whether it's in manufacturing, whether it's in moving furniture or construction, medical, CPAs. Usually that business is based around the skill of that individual. And the sticking point 
for these small businesses, the reason they don't really get above, say, three, five million dollars in top line is because it's still predicated on that individual. That happened with my stepdad as well. One of the best builders in what's called the Gold Coast in Connecticut. He built the biggest mansions, the nicest houses with the finest furnishings, seven level crown molding, just absolutely ridiculous things. He had a great eye for it, a great skill for it, but it had to be done to his standard. And over his 40 plus year career, he never found somebody he could trust to execute at, say, that 85% level. And that's why he died on the job site, because he never learned how to disengage himself from the operation of the business. And that's where a lot of my passion comes from to help my clients fix this. Now, as I say that, you might be wondering, okay, Mike, well, you started off saying one of your clients had that issue, and you're right. And it's entirely my fault that this individual still has that problem. You see, I thought we had a very good onboarding process. We had very good conversations about what's the future end state? Where do you want to go? What are the problems that you're facing inside of your business? What I didn't ask is who else have you tried to work with before to fix this? Because I'd asked what he'd done and I didn't ask, have you worked with somebody else? And it turns out that this individual had and had been burned for a very decent six-figure sum by somebody that I'll call a Charlton, somebody that probably took a online course or was a part of a Facebook group for consulting for equity or one of these things, but they didn't have the actual business skills and operational insight to help move this individual forward. So it's my fault at the end of the day that this person only took home about half a million dollars last year. It's my fault they're not at the seven-figure range. It's my fault that this individual is still working 80-hour weeks because I didn't ask the proper questions to allow them to be fully engaged in our process and execute at the high level that they'll be capable of. So as you look at your business right now, what I challenge you to do is have an open and honest conversation with yourself about the sticking points inside of your organization. If there's a fire that needs put out, are you the firefighter? Are you the person that's going to come out there and help fix this tactical issue, taking yourself away from the long-term strategy of your business? And if you are in the moment, there's no shame or guilt attached to that, but just have an awareness that that's the case. It's something that I help my people with, but you need to be able to see the problem in order to realize that there needs to be something solved. And that was my mistake in this moment. And we're going to reset the relationship, have another one of our one-on-ones, and really recommit to the process with an understanding of trust. It's something that I thought that we'd had, but I was wrong. And I was wrong because I didn't ask the right questions. The good news is that created immediate shift in how I talk with an onboard clients to ensure that we have complete synergy between the two of us. 
You see, if somebody doesn't feel like they're getting proper value, I don't want to go forward with the relationship until we've level set and we're both at a position where it's a win-win. You know, the way that I look at it loosely is my client should make 10 times what I charge. And there's some plus or minus to that, often (laughs) to the plus, frankly, but I want my clients to be able to know that the value that I provide them is massive. And as I say that, the situation with this client, we sit at somewhere around a 20 to 25x return on investment for my fee compared to the additional results generated. So it's not like I wasn't holding up my end of the bargain from a fiscal standpoint, but if you have the opportunity to be significantly further along, that bit of elevation, it doesn't taste as sweet. And that's something that I'm really excited to engage with because with a couple parts and pieces put in place, we're going to double the size of that business probably by the end of the year. And that's really cool that once we ask the right questions, we can have the synergies in place to just explode out of the gates and achieve what we want to. So I hope you gained value in me kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit, showing a little bit of a day in the life and you know some of the parts and pieces that maybe I didn't execute at a high level so that you can have a better understanding for where you can identify opportunities for growth. I'm Mike Demo, wishing you truly great success. If you need anything from me, you have questions on what we talked about, as always, feel free to reach out to me, growwithdelta.com. There's contact buttons there. Uh, You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me on Facebook. It'll be under Mike Demo. I'm going to be streamlining that process in the near future, but I look forward to having a conversation with you and helping you succeed at a high level as well. 